Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, I caught up with Brad Halls. Brad loves Backyard Ultras, and he recently ran a PB in a Backyard Ultra at Herdy's by running 25 hours. Here you go. Okay, g'day Brad, how are you going? Good mate, how's yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming on, man. No worries at all, man. <laughs> hey, have you been following Dead Cow Gully? Oh, I sure have been. Every yeah. hour. Looking yeah. on the um on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. So they've just hit night time now. It looks uh looks pretty good out there, I reckon. Yeah, they they look the uh last few are looking strong. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? Um I think uh that um oh what's his name uh, uh love days looking strong and same with um ryan ryan's always strong yeah. though <laughs> yeah he'll be um he's got the mental game down pat doesn't he? he is so good oh he does yeah that's something that i need to work on <laughs> <laughs> um so when did you um like find running and get into running yeah well, um, it's actually, I've only been running for oh, just over two years now. Yeah. So um, I uh, broke up with my ex and uh, started living with the old man and um, started uh, listening to Joe Rogan and I uh, heard uh, about David Goggins and got yeah. uh, the, the Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it couldn't hurt, couldn't hurt to try it out. So listen to that and... Um, Next thing I know, I was I was running, and then um, maybe a month after listening to his book, I booked myself in for my first five k race, a uh, little trail race uh, by Perth Trail Series. Yeah, and um, did a five k run along there, and yeah, it was great. And that was in uh, August uh, of two thousand twenty one. Yeah, cool. Do you remember what um, resonated um, with you about Goggins? The most um no not really just uh it was his more his uh mental side of it all i thought yeah and i, I like the idea of uh callousing the mind <laughs> yeah because um i've got a similar i have a, had a similar kind of experience because i listened to that same podcast and before i heard it i thought to, i didn't even know like when i saw people do hard things i didn't realize that they were actually going through it was actually hard for them i just thought when you when something got hard you stopped and i just thought these people who did amazing things i just thought that they didn't find it hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then when i heard goggins i thought hang on and then i then i started running not long well, i'd been running a little bit but not too much but then i start started pushing myself a bit harder and running more often and further and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically the same with me. I just started off with like the five Ks and uh, ran a few of them. Uh, these different Perth Trail Series runs, and then I just wanted to uh, test myself, so I moved on to the Goggins Challenge and tried that. Uh, the Goggins Challenge. Yeah. Uh, four by four by forty eight. Yeah. And um, yeah, that that learned me a lot <laughs> about yeah. fortitude and the sleep deprivation of it all and just yeah. things like that and i thought oh yeah this is something that i'm interested in yeah i haven't done the that challenge but um i've thought about it is it how hard was it um uh, yeah yeah it was pretty hard it was uh more my feet and yeah. stuff like that that blew up because i wasn't used to running that sort of distance well i'd never run anything really very far and then just doing that four miles every four hours next thing uh by the end of it all my feet were all blistered up and stuff <laughs> and did you do had you run a backyard ultra then or was, was this before your first backyard ultra ah uh, this was uh, well before my backyard ultra my first one um my first one yeah was uh the the birdies in august so there was a basically a year later right okay. i got into the backyard and it was just by chance someone had mentioned to me I tried uh, Light Horse. Yeah. Uh, that's the 24-hour race here. And I uh, did pretty good for myself for that. Well, surprised myself. 
And then I th- uh, a guy mentioned it to me and I was like, well, I, I better try that out. Yeah. Because I I, when I was doing a bit of research, I saw that that, um, that Light Horse was your first backyard, oh, sorry, was your first ultra 24-hour race. And I thought, gee, you, do- you jumped into the deep end for your first yeah, ultra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you did 100 Ks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much before that, my longest, like, run, like, flat out was 25Ks. Wow. So uh, uh, the light horse blew my feet up. I couldn't walk for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so since you've started running, like, how, how much has it changed your life? Oh, massively, massively changed my life. Like, yeah, uh, I used to just sit around on the couch and do absolutely nothing, just watch TV all the time. That would be my thing. And now I'm running. I don't watch TV barely off, hardly at all. Come up to the house and watch it a bit, and that's about it. Yeah, but not very often. Yeah. I'm out just chasing the trails now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like some nice places you run. Like you take some cool photos. Yeah, living up in the uh, hills is really beautiful up here. So I live just out of the uh, out of the Perth CBD. I live up in the hills, just out of Perth. Yeah. And did you ever go into those into those trails and stuff just to walk around before you ran, or like, not really? No, nah, not really. Because um, I lived before then. I lived uh, sort of near the city. I had like Whiteman Park, which I used to run around and stuff like that. And then um, once we moved up in the hills, it was like, oh wow. And you see kangaroos and emus and uh, seen a couple of wild pigs. Oh, really? Scared, yeah, scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Um, So how long did it take f- for you to realise that you actually, like, enjoyed running? Because, um, yeah, like, how long did it or, – like, well, do you enjoy it or do you do it just because it's hard? Um, At first I did it. Because it was hard, because I'd never done anything like this before, so I enjoyed challenging myself. And yeah. then more and more I've run, the more and more I enjoy it. And now, most nights I I look forward to going out at at night and going for a run through the trails. Because I'm too lazy to get up in the morning and run in the morning, so <laughs> I do it after work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it also helps because some days you don't really want to go for a run because. You've had a big day at work and you've been – I bounce around in a loader at the moment, so right. it sucks a bit. And then I, I can't be bothered and it's like, oh, no, I really enjoy just running out and just listening to the birds and looking through the trails and trying to explore a bit different, another trail here and there. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And so you did a 5K – did you run many other races before you did your 24-hour race? Uh, most probably about four or five. Oh, maybe, yeah, about four or five uh, 5K races. Yeah. And then uh, just the trail ones. And my dad kept on to me saying, when are you going to step up? Come on, you can't just keep doing these 5Ks. You need to step yeah. up. And um, my my goal was to get on a podium for the uh, like one of those 5K trail races. And uh, just by uh, chance, on my year anniversary of my uh, starting off my running, yeah. I um, I got a second place. I had a Stephen oh. Bradbury moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> so done. All the front runners uh, got lost yeah. and uh, missed the turn off. So, and I come through and uh, yeah, ended up finishing second. I'm going, did, did I did I cheat? Did, what? How did I? And then, uh, yeah, found out everybody had missed the turnoff. <laughs> <laughs> so I retired then and there from yeah. all 5K races, and now I'm just dedicated myself to, like, ultras and basically backyarders now. Yeah. That's, that's all my goal pretty much is yeah. backyards. So, <laughs> so when you started your running, did you have any friends who ran as well or was it just like a solo thing? Yeah, it was a uh, solo thing. Like uh, all my other friends just think I'm crazy. Like all my old friends think I'm crazy. But I've met a lot of uh, new friends and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I joined a Perth Active Singles group and um, and I met a heap of runners through there. And then I just started hanging out with them and and we started doing a lot of um, backyard, um, oh, a lot of park runs, sorry. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when did um, you first hear about Backyard Ultras and when did you, like, have the urge or when would you, when did you put on your radar as something you wanted to do? Um, well, I did that light horse and I met a guy called Andy Thompson and oh. uh, he just helped me around uh, and give me some ideas of it all, uh, of helping me get to my goal of 100 hours uh, at light horse. And then I bumped into him again a couple of weeks after it at a park run. And he said, he says, oh, you did really good. Um, you know you how you like those uh, looped courses. You should try out uh, Birdie's Backyard. Yeah. I went, what's that? And he explained it to me and I went, oh, that's me. I'm in. So I went home, quickly booked myself in. Yeah, yeah. And when you heard about it, did you think to yourself that it sounded easy or did you know it would be hard? Oh, no, I thought it was going to be so much easier than yeah. it was. <laughs> so much easier. Yeah, and yeah. He, he even told me, he goes, it sounds, it's easy till it gets hard. Yeah. Went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought about it and I went, I ran for 24 hours at Lighthouse. Surely I can make 24 hours. So I'd said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to easily get 24 hours at Birdie's. And, yeah, I learned out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, the first time I read about it, I thought to myself, this sounds easy. Oh, wait, I can't I want to do this. But um, but tell me about birdies. Like, how how did you go? Um, so I went to – I was going to birdies and I originally was going to go with no crew. Hmm. And um, I'd met a lady that um, at Park Run and she said, what, you're doing it by yourself? Oh, look. I'll come and give you a hand. And I went, oh, really? Oh, okay. So she came along and helped me out and uh, fed me and kept me motivated. Yeah. But, but, yeah, by the eighth and ninth hour, I was realising that, whoa, this is a lot harder than I thought. And, yeah, I ended up timing out on the 11th lap. So I got yeah. 10 in the book. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. Birdies, does that start in the afternoon, about three or four in the afternoon? No, no, that starts at uh, 10 in the morning. Oh, okay. So but, so it had hit night time when you... Yeah, yeah, I just got to night time. I think I'd done a couple of laps through the night, uh, a couple of laps at night time, and then, yeah, yeah. I um, fell off. I had no plan coming into it. I had no um, sort of strategy for it. I, I just went in there completely blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and you didn't... Thought, so you didn't have a target or anything like that? Well, my target was to get to 24 hours, but okay. um, I just had no clue on uh, the walk-run strategies and stuff like that. I, yeah, and that is, was a big help for me coming into Herdy's was the uh, run-walk strategy. And, right. yeah. and surrounding myself with other people, I yeah. found. Like, uh, when I went into Birdie's, I didn't really know many people, so... I would just try to keep up with certain runners and uh, ask them questions and ask strategies and just try to learn on the fly while I was out there. Yeah. So were you pretty much just running the whole the whole way at Birdies, were you? Yeah, I was running, well, yeah, most of it. And then I noticed people walking, so I started trying to walk behind them for a while. Yeah. And then, like, then I'd start running, so I'd try to keep up with them and, yeah. I think I blew up just trying to chase uh, a lot of faster runners than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when when you did drop, was it like, was it because like a mental thing or your body was just hurting too much or you just couldn't physically go anymore? Do you remember what it was? Oh, yeah, I definitely it was my mental uh, side of it all. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't prepared at all mentally for it. Like I didn't realise that that backyards is a lot more uh, the mental side than your physical side it is like understandable physical but a lot of it's mental i've found yeah yeah um and what did you like most about it because you've I been mean, leading into it you said you thought it sounded awesome that did you enjoy it oh i loved it and <laughs> the fact that each time you get to go start up with the lead runners again it's like yeah. I'm back in the lead. I'm back with them again. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned the mental side of things. Like when you finished the race, what, what were you thinking? Like what, what were the main things you took out of it and what did you learn? Uh, the first thing I thought was, thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
the other things I learnt was uh, just watching uh, a lot of the more elite guys like uh, Phil and Chris and Aaron and Rob and all that. Uh, they seemed to almost work like as a team. They used they I noticed they hung out together and chatted and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, okay. So you need it uh, makes it a lot easier if you've got some friends and stuff like that with you. So you work as a team and keep uh, each other encouraged and stuff like that. And I went, oh, okay, that was a big part. And yeah. just their strategies of running and walking and stuff like that. When I seen Phil walking, I was like, what? What, you meant to walk some of these things? Oh, okay, I thought we were meant to run it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the um, other thing right. I found was um, uh, if you come in too early, you'd cool down and yeah. you'd stiffen up way really quickly sort of thing and i was like oh okay yeah <laughs> did you take in like food supplies and stuff like that yeah well my crew brought uh, a lot of that down i just brought a heap of sugar with me oh. <laughs> like lollies and <laughs> yeah a few gels and stuff like that where uh she brought solids and stuff like that oh. which i found uh, a lot more helpful yeah yeah um and when you did drop out, how long did it take for you to think to yourself, oh, man, I should have gone one or two more? Like, did you have those thoughts afterwards? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I wish I had a run more. Like, I, I know now that uh, my mental side let me down where I knew I could have jogged a little bit, but mm. I got the hump on and started walking in the dark. And I could see lights behind me, so I thought, oh, maybe I'm still in. But if there's people behind me, I can, I mustn't be getting close to timing out. So I'm all right, I'm all right. But, yeah, I timed out, and I could, he I could hear it in the distance, like the, the two-minute uh, warning and everything like that. So I wasn't too far away, but it was, yeah, I still timed out. <laughs> but it was, a, it was definitely a, uh, helped me a lot just – by learning that you need strategies, you need to be organised, you, you can't just take these things on the fly like I've done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after that, obviously, you thought to yourself, I want to do this again, but I want to hit my 24-hour target. So you signed up for Herdies. And how did you train? How did you, like, change up your training leading into herdies to make sure that you were better prepared oh yeah i definitely um ramped up my training after i finished birdies i went this is the um this is the format for me so i really ramped up my training a lot um i like through the perfect singles uh i met a few guys and they decided they were going to do birdies as well i mean herdies so yeah. uh we worked like there was uh, me, Tom and Chris, and uh, we worked together and we basically started training at Herdy's every Sunday um, from about January. We'd go down every Sunday and do two to three loops, four loops, and then we built ourselves up to about uh, seven laps, right. uh, about three weeks out. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, then we just yeah we uh, we made a bit of a, uh, a bet as well. So the first one of us to pull out had to wear a dummy and a rattle. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real good incentive for me to keep running. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be the first one to pull out because the other two boys are uh, they'd never done a backyard either. So yeah. they were quite counting on me as the veteran, and I'm going, well, I've only done one. Yeah, <laughs> and and I knew I just had to hold in, and I was gone at about lap 18 i think for a while there right, really? <laughs> yeah yeah and uh a guy called chris pulled up and seen me i was hunched over underneath a tree yeah my hands on my uh, knees going what am i doing with my life choices what and he uh said oh what oh come on man we'll get you we'll make you up a plan and we'll get you through this so uh give me some ideas like drink a bottle of coke and uh have some anti-inflammatories yeah. And he goes, All right, meet me out in the crowd and I'll guarantee you halfway around the next lap you'll start coming good. And I went, Yeah, yeah, all right then. So we off we went and about halfway around he asked me, I went, Yeah, actually, I'm feeling a lot better, man. And yeah, yeah really pulled me through because when I was there, I was by myself at that stage. So 
I felt my mental side like falling apart. But then as soon as I had someone by my side, I picked back up. It was just like the crowd and just the people around you really helps you pick you up and motivate you, I found. Yeah, because um, it looked awesome. There were so many people at Herdy's. There was like 300 or something, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the very first lap, uh, we all, we'd made a plan so we'd walk the first five minutes. So we were doing a uh, walk uh, five minutes, run five minutes strategy. Oh, yeah. And uh, we walked out that first lap and just having everybody go off in front of us, it's like it was really daunting going, you know, we're last, hey, guys. Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's all right, that's all right. <laughs> and we kept our, um, I think we were doing between 48 and 52-minute laps. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Uh, constant the whole way around. Yeah, that's that's pretty much perfect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. So that's going to be my strategy now is just trying to keep those. But I'd like to get a couple of faster loops in just so I can uh, sit down and sort of shut my eyes and see because if, if I want to go further... Yeah. I'm going to need to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you do it. You were doing five minute walk, five minute run, in um, intervals. How fast yeah. were you walking though? Was it like were you like power walking or you? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, I'm pretty tall, so I've got big long legs. So right. and I'd actually trained for that side of it as right. well. Yeah, yeah. I'd done a bit of uh, training towards my walking because I thought um, we're going to be doing a lot of walking. So and when I'm uh, down we're going to be doing walking. So I try to really concentrate on a, a walking pace, a fast walking pace of around a nine-minute pace of walking. Yeah. So then that way, because I think it's 8.30 and you get in with about five minutes to spare if you can make an 8.30 pace the whole way around. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? 8.30. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you were doing these um seven loops around herdies when you were practicing were you like bringing in your whole like nutrition plan and doing the five minute interval walking stuff as well like the whole the whole lot yeah 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 we would take down our foods and we'd try different foods and we were trying different gels and um we had uh some of our crew come down and meet us and do like just a uh mop uh, a mock run so they sort of sit down there and waited for us to come in and we explained what foods we needed and stuff like that and whatever we do is we're not allowed to quit in our chair you just yeah. push us out to that line so you no had a, so you had a practice crew as well yeah like our crew come down and uh practice with us just to <laughs> see us run around and hand our food over yeah yeah and we did yeah, some cool. uh practice at night time as well yeah cool with the headlamps mm. on and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just just to make it so uh, feel so normal to us of running around there, just, yeah, so we were so used to it and we knew our points where we had to get, like, to the halfway point where the bridge was. We needed to make sure we were there before, like, the 27th minute sort of thing. Yeah. And um, so leading into it, um, with your just your normal training, how much – would your weekly mileage be? Well, I was I was building up and I was building up. I was doing really well. I got up to 100K weeks there. Yeah. And then one of our training runs, I was uh, down there and I was just being smarty pants running backwards. <laughs> and then I went to turn around and do a spin around to keep running forwards. And I felt myself pull something in my groin. I, I thought I'd hurt, uh, pulled a muscle in there. So, um, I spent a week of not running, like, uh, which was devastating towards me. I thought, oh, no, I've jeopardised this. Oh, yeah. there was tears and there was anger and there was all sorts of things yeah. that going through my mind. So I spent, I think, 14 days just really just working on my uh, walking, just yeah. letting it heal up. And then uh, we had uh, recce runs as well. We had three recce runs that Sean put on for us, yeah. which is really handy. So... I got to talk to a few of the guys there and just learn some more strategies from people. Like there was uh, a friend, he was doing one-on-ones for a while, walk one minute, run one minute. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that that's different. That was a bit uh, hard to take on. And then we did uh, three and twos as well. They were pretty handy. We did a few of them as well uh, during Hurdies. Yeah. But yeah. mainly it was a five and five. Yeah. 
Um, so you obviously made it to the 22-hour line. Did you um, anticipate that you'd be running that lap in a 2-2? And did you do any practice runs in a 2-2? Ah, no. I didn't do a practice, but <laughs> I'd heard about it and I was super excited. And yeah. it's funny that they did a 2-2 thing because uh, the guy, Chris, from the Perth Active Singles, he uh, always shows up to park runs in a tutu. Right. So he was super excited about it. Yeah. So uh, we we had spare tutus. He brought all his spare tutus with him and says, all right, guys, so when we, if anyone gets a lap 22, we've got spare tutus here for us. <laughs> did, you take, did, you, did you take your own or did you borrow one of no. the spares? No, I borrowed one of the spares, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I really like the idea. It's a great idea. Just uh, it took a lot of uh, your mind off the pain and everything like that because you're looking around, giggling, and everyone else running around with two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um So you mentioned that you were like almost you almost dropped it around eighteen hours. Like, is that when it started getting hard, or was it a bit earlier than that? It started getting hard, or oh, uh, yeah, it was a bit earlier. Uh, a lot of the guys reckon I looked like I was the walking dead there and they thought I was going to drop uh, a lot earlier, but I just knew uh, I wasn't going to be wearing that dummy or rattle. <laughs> and uh, and just the people out there, like there was kids on the uh, side of the um, course yelling and hanging out their hands for high fives and stuff like that. So it always gave me incentive because I didn't want to let that little kid down go. I wanted to give him another high five each time I went past. Yeah, and he was out there for hours with his mum. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, did you set yourself any like rules as well? Like, for example, like not finishing in the chair or any other rules like that? Yeah, there was. You weren't allowed. Uh, I like Jeff Smith's um, one. You're not allowed to quit at night. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the three of us said, right. None of us are quitting during the night. We'll get ourselves through the night, and then it's all, uh, all for yourself, sort of thing. Just all we got to do is get through that first night because that first night and that sun come up, like give us a bit more energy. But yeah. that was only for a lap or two. <laughs> I was like, I thought we we're meant to get energy for days off this sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how how important was it um, to you? um to hit your target i was really important and i set myself little uh small milestones so i had a uh ordered myself a wa backyarders shirt yeah. you know the one with the swan yeah and i said to myself i wasn't allowed to put that shirt on till i'd hit the 12 hour marks right yeah so there i set myself that goal there and uh i made sure that it was super important that i'd made it through my uh beat my uh, birdies, and I well and truly knew I was going to do that. Once we'd done those seven laps uh, in our training run, I knew that my my PB for uh, birdies was out the window and I needed to hit a minimum of 25. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, and I wanted it. I was desperately wanting to hit that 100-mile club. <laughs> um, and with the um, injury that you mentioned you had in your groin, how, how far away or how far out from the race was it? I think it was about three weeks. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so it was really nerve-wracking. I, I really thought because uh, it was really sharp because I'm fairly new to it all, I, I, I'm guessing it was my groin or yeah. one of those bands up on the real inside of your thigh there. Yeah. And it was just a sharp pain that I used to get when I run, so... I stopped all running and just walked and just walked and walked and walked. And then uh, I think it was about 13 days of walking. And then we had the recce run uh, Friday night. And I went, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I've got, to, I've got to run. I've got to try it out. And I just really focused on making sure my legs, I didn't try to do any stupid twists or turns or anything like that. And just focused on just making sure a nice little casual steady run. And like I think we did, well, I did. Uh, I think four laps uh, of the recce run at night there. Yeah. And I'd always make sure I get there an hour or two early. So I'd get one or two in before everyone got there and then do like one or two with the uh, with the crowds. 
Yeah. Just so I could get good parking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned Goggins earlier is the reason why you got into running. Like when you're doing backyard ultras and stuff like that, do you draw on some of his like um, some of the things he says? Like is that does that give you a bit of strength while you're running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think to myself, if he can do it, why can't I? And um, and there's, I just like to pit myself against people. I like I want to take on the best, like yeah. just see how close I can get to some of these guys. And knowing that I've only done it for a couple of years now, um, and seeing how close I can get to these guys that have been running for years and years, and girls that have been running for so long, just to see how see how far i can push my mind really yeah. i guess yeah and when you hit the um 25 hour mark and you dropped out was it like you just couldn't go any further or was it more like i've hit my target i can drop out now yeah pretty much unfortunately i hate to say it but yeah i i, I now that i reflect on it because i finished my last lap the 25th with uh on the 55 minutes yeah. So I still had five minutes to go, and so I went and got some food and drinks, and then I went back to the corral, and I was like, oh, well, I've, I've got my goal, I've got my goal. I said to myself, 25, not 24, 20, I've got to get to 25 because a lot of people would uh, pull out. Yeah. And, but now I reflect back on it, I think to myself, I could have pushed a bit more, but I'm I'm happy with what I've, I achieved, so... And now it just gives me my neck target. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it was pretty hot, wasn't it? How hot was it at Hurdies? Yeah, it warmed up on the, uh, I think it was the uh, Saturday, but the Sunday got even warmer. So yeah. it really uh, sat the energy out of a lot of runners on that Sunday, if my name's correct. Yeah. Did you stick mm. around for long and what? Uh, I stuck around for about an hour after it. And then yeah. I could feel my hips season up and I got about a 50-minute drive from where the uh, race is held. So I was like, oh, I'll go home. I'll have some um, food and I'll relax out and I'll shoot back down there on the Sunday. And then when I woke up, oh, I, was, I was pretty stiff. Before, <laughs> so I didn't manage on getting down there. I was devastated. Yeah. But I thought to myself, right, Monday, I'm – Look, I'll be able to just hobble at least down there, and unfortunately, they finished on Monday, one o'clock. Yeah, uh, in the morning. So I was like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah. Did you um, did you have any predictions going into Hurdies, like about what you expected them to do? Yeah, I did. I I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought the totals were going to be a bit more, but after the Sunday with that heat, it, I think it took a lot of. Uh, runners out that just that heat and stuff like that but I, I thought they would get a, a few more i thought they were going to get into the 60s yeah yeah um so are backyard ultras the only like, are you going to do other types of ultras as well or are you just going to stick to backyard ultras now uh well i've booked myself in for the light horse because i want my redemption i want to get more than a hundred k's at light horse so, and that's in yeah. uh three weeks time oh yeah cool yeah yeah so i've booked myself in for that um and i think that's it and i've just i've booked myself in for the rest of the um backyard ultras through ultra series so i'm gonna do birdies um i'm gonna have a go at um the No Time to Die in Adelaide and yeah. Hysterical Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm basically going to dedicate all I want to do is backyards now. I love the format and yeah. just slip in any other smaller uh, races I can. I really wanted to go back and do Feral Pig. I did Feral Pig uh, last year, the, the, yeah. just the 50K. Yeah. And um, I had set myself a goal of getting in before dark, but I blew myself up. I went out way too quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to do that again, but it's the week before hysterical. So oh, yeah. I don't really want to take the risk. I'd rather spend all my energy on the backyards. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, what, what type of mileage are you doing at the moment? Uh, well, 
I've been pretty slack um, since uh, Herdies. So uh, I think I've only done about 46Ks this week. But uh, I'm just, I'll be rebuilding myself back up. I want to be getting back to 100K weeks again because I've noticed. Are you there? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah no worries. Um, yeah, I plan to get, yeah, 100K weeks again. That's my goal. Yeah. And Lighthorse, you said he's in three weeks, yeah? Yeah, yep. Right, yeah. So you're going to probably start. So after Lighthorse, you'll start doing 100K weeks, weeks again. Yeah, yep. Yeah, how, how, yeah. how long did it take to recover from Herdies? Oh, I reckon maybe a week. So yeah. I feel like my my body's I'm just sort of giving it as much rest as I can and then uh well my week after Herdies, I think I did twenty six Ks after Herdies, so I'm just basically building up. Yeah. Um, and as far as food and stuff goes, how did you – what did you um, change between birdies and herdies as far as nutrition goes? Did you, um, did, did you like, like do a proper plan and everything like that or anything? No, not really. Uh, I just changed gels and stuff like that and uh, went into solid food. Like I had nazi goring and stuff like that, which I found really good for my gut while I was running. So. And I'd been practicing with uh, Nazi Goring uh, during uh, the build-up to Herdies as well, and uh, those Morton gels. Oh yeah, they're good. yeah, they're really palatable and uh, good on the stomach. And uh, I had a lot of Bix as well. Bix just uh, I'd have uh, five hundred mils of Bix one lap, and then five hundred mil of water the next lap, and just sort of rotated like that. So yeah. that. Yeah, that helped. And just training with all my food before it, I found, was really helpful. Yeah, yeah. But my problem is is I've got to try to get the nutrition in. I, I'm terrible for um, eating while running, so I'm slowly building up on it. <laughs> Do you think um, – so which one's the next Backyard Ultra few then? Would it be Birdies? Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, Birdies is next. I think that's the – 7th of August or I think it's it's at the very start of August anyway. Yeah. And have you figured out what your target will be like this time? 37 I'm 37. hoping for. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Big step, another big step up again, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm cool. hoping to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> is that just because it's an extra 12 hours that kind of like makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, – yeah, just basically, yeah, the 12 hours uh, step up. So hopefully uh, by the next one, I'm, hope, I'm hope, hoping for the 200-mile club. But yeah. <laughs> that's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Because, I mean, the guys over at Dead Cow Gully, um, they would have been going for almost, probably not even 40 hours yet. Yeah. Um, and it feels like they've been going for a long time. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're crushing it, though. They're, they're still looking strong out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the weather. Oh, How yeah. lucky did they get with the weather? Is the um because that front come through? Did it? I was thinking yeah. they had a big weather. Uh, they were worried about the weather coming in there. Yeah, they were worried about like serious hailstorms and. Um, Oh, there's an update here. Ryan, Craw there's two left. Ryan Crawford and James Blanton. Barry, oh, wow. Yeah, Barry Loveday and Adam Fox both pulled out at the start of Loop Thirty Nine. Oh, wow. So yeah, but, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but um, Tim posted a video of um them running back to at the end of the loop, and the um James Blanton, he looked really comfortable. Hmm. Um, yeah, and um, but Adam Fox, he didn't look like he was keen on doing another night. That's for sure. <laughs> no, on that, yeah, I'd seen that uh, video. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look like he wanted to go through the night again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are you going to change um, in at Birdies um, from what you've learned from Herdies? 
Oh, um, another thing that I realised was chafing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I popped some uh, real bad chafing in my uh, on my inner thighs there. Yeah, and uh, that was another bit of a catalyst towards my uh, demise at uh, 30s as well. So I would need to look into that. Like my feet come up good. No, I think I got one blister out of the thing, and uh, but my chafing was terrible. So that's something I'm going to look into, yeah. and uh, just my mental attitude towards it. Just knowing that I can do it by myself. I don't need another person by my side to push me along. So yeah, that, yeah there's a couple of things like that that I need to really uh, knuckle down on, I suppose. Yeah, and just. The chafing, like normally, I use uh, like that uh, curash, just like baby powder, wow. and use that. But uh, when I was, I think it was about sixteen or seventeen, uh, my chafing was terrible, and I was really hobbling, like walking like I was a cowboy there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, one of the boys had a little sachet bag of um, uh, nut butter, squirrels nut butter, so I quickly snuck off into the toilet and smeared that around there and that gave me some relief and got me going again <laughs> the, so yeah uh, i definitely need to look at uh my chafing side of things <laughs> yeah sure because chafing's hard because you don't normally run for that long so i mean mm. the, last, the last backyard ultra i did um i did 26 hours and i was chafing like in places i'd never chafed before and i was thinking i've got to figure out what a way to combat this for the next one um, yeah 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 but i bought some um of those t8 commando um underwear that yeah. um, they um phil and big kev recommended that on when i spoke to them on a podcast um but yeah as far as cream goes that's i haven't figured out what to do with any cream so what do you use squirrel nut butter yeah, just slather it on in there. I've been told, so I'm yeah. I'm going to give it a shot next next time. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I normally run with the T, uh, the T8 Commandos and the uh, T8 Shorts, yeah. and I hadn't had any dramas with chafing before that, and yeah. it would, yeah, it just caught me by surprise. And I think I left it too long before um, I try to fix it. So I think that was a bit of a catalyst that I need to work on is as soon as the problem comes up, try not to ignore it <laughs> and just uh, try to fix it ASAP instead of, oh, oh, the next lap. Oh, yeah, the next lap. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the things as well. But there's two different types of chafing. There's, I think there's chafing where your clothes rub and there's chafing where your skin rubs. Ah, okay. So I think the, the nut butter would be good for the skin rubbing. But, yeah. but those T8 commando short, they're good for to stopping from your undies from rubbing. So Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, learnt something again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your mileage? Are you gonna like run more more than you've ever run before leading up to birdies or you haven't figured it out? Oh yeah, I sure am. Yeah, I'm really gonna crank up the uh, mileage, especially over the weekends. Like um and do back-to-back -back long runs. Yeah. I need to do a lot more back-to-back -back long runs. I've uh, just set myself up a loop from home. It's uh, about 180 metres of elevation for each loop. So I'm hoping if I can really knuckle down on that, just that extra elevation will help when I come to birdies because it hasn't got much elevation at all. So fingers crossed that's going to help my cause. Hmm. I think that the back-to-back -back long runs is a is a key because you've got to first of all like you got to get used to running on tired legs, but the more you do, the harder it is to make your legs tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see you do. I see you get some mileage in. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I've been trying to do at least a hundred <coughs> k's a week. I've done 100 k's a week for about the last eight or so weeks. I've got the Coburg 24-hour race coming up this weekend. Coming up, so oh, unreal! Yeah, so I'm fired up for that. Um, and then I'm going to be doing the. I'm going to be at Birdies as well, so I'll see you there. 
Oh, excellent. And what up. sort of lap times are you planning on uh, doing? Have you sort of had any um, strategies towards that? or? I reckon for me around the 50, 52-minute mark is about right for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm capable of, like, doing a 44-minute lap if I wanted to, though. So um, if, yeah, I, yeah. if I start, like, feeling like I need to sleep or even before I reach that stage and it's night time, I probably will try and sleep um yeah yeah um, i mean it's obviously an important I mean, if you want to go real deep you need to you need to sleep a little bit i think so yeah yeah definitely yeah even if you just get your eyes shut for like three or four minutes just to <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes a difference um yeah, so I think um, I'm looking forward to birdies. I'm really looking forward to birdies. That that will. I'm but I'm doing the masters in June. That will be my next one, actually. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I died that off. I was like, wow. All right, that that's a bit of a goal of mine. I'd like to get on into the uh, masters next year if they hold it. Yeah, like they, every year or something. Yeah, it's going to be every second year. Every so, second year. Oh yeah. yeah. As long as you've done t twenty four or more, you. You have a good chance of getting in. The only thing is, it's free if you've done more than thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to get because I'll be flying over. I'll need to do more than thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've decided I'm going to fly up. Also, oh, I'm going to drive up so I can bring my marquee and my tent and. Oh uh, yeah, just so you feel familiar with your uh, your stuff, I suppose as well. Yeah, it's gonna. It would be. Flying up, I'll just be missing too much stuff, and I'll have to once I get get there. Like the, once the plane lands, it also means I'd have to go to the shops and buy heaps of stuff, and it'll just be easier to drive up, I think, and then get supplies on the way there. And yeah, yeah, no worries. But Birdies is a bit far away, so I'll definitely have to fly over for that one, and then yeah, yeah, hire <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm actually thinking about trying to get myself a uh, like one of those Winnebago's sort of thing. Yeah, just to make it a bit easier on myself. Like when I went down to Birdies last year, I um, I took my car and um, had like an awning and then a awning tent for my change room, and then I had a marquee. But I was a little bit off uh, the uh, the track, the corral line where they had all the um, gazebos, so. While I was out there running, my crew brought me up and put me into the communal, um, one of the communal uh, gazebos, and that made a lot of difference just by not walking those extra few metres. Yeah, yeah. Um, where were you set up at Herdy's? Because I know there, there was a big amount of space you could set up. Yeah, so we were uh, set up right at the, uh, right near the finish line. So we, would come in, then you'd uh, go pretty much straight into our uh, gazebo. So we were right at the finish line. So then uh, we'd walk up to the um, starting corral each time, which is it made it a little bit more difficult. But everyone had the same amount of distance that they were going. But I would, I definitely feel I'd like to try to get a little bit closer to the middle of it, sort of thing, just so you're not stressing out. Okay, we've got three minutes or two minutes and then you're hobbling down to the uh, start line. <laughs> but everyone had the same sort of uh, distance, so it wasn't really a um, disadvantage, I suppose. Mm. So it's a, massive, um, it's a massive achievement going from 10 to 25 in just a space of a few months. So you must have been pretty happy with yourself. Oh, yeah, I was super stoked. I definitely ramped up my training and uh, I was a bit more uh, consistent with my training. Like before birdies, I was more hit and miss of running. Like I'd have a day or two off here and there or three days off. Like I haven't been running every day where basically since the start of this year, I've pretty much tried to make sure I've ran or I've walked every day. I think I've missed, uh, I think, about a week so far this year mm. of sporadic misses, like I got stung by a bee at work and my face turned into the elephant man. <laughs> so I didn't, I 
just didn't feel like running those couple of days. So yeah, I, I was a bit. I should have. I should have walked. I'm disappointed at myself that I didn't at least just go out and walk down the street for a k or two, just yeah. so I kept on to my schedule. But yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah, because time just time on the feet it it all adds up and it all helps, I guess. Yeah, that's been a big part of my thing was just making sure I got time on those feet. Like mm -hmm. uh, I just remember, I still remember just the pain shooting through my feet when I did that twenty four hour race and that hundred k's, and I just remember the pain and also my shoes. I've uh, changed to Hoka's now where I was just running in just normal runner's shoes like Asics and stuff yeah. like that. and Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that yeah. made a big difference too, did it? What, which, yeah. uh, which hokers were they? Do you remember? Do you know? Uh, so I run in the uh, ATRs, the all-terrains, yeah. and uh, for Herdies I used the Bondi 7s. Right. So I swapped in between my Bondi 7s and my ATRs. I did most of my case in me uh bondis but i would swap and change and another uh, little tip i learned through it was um just take your shoes off each lap just yeah. just let them have a little bit of a relax from being out in the shoes yeah that, that, so kind of yeah, that, that helped you yeah cool yeah that's something i'll probably try next next time too um what what um if what advice would you give to someone who wants to improve um, their backyard ultra number from something like you've done from ten to twenty-five? Like, what would you? What would you? What advice would you give them? Consistency. A big thing was consistency and just time on your feet. Just, just get used to feeling uncomfortable. Like even when those days where you don't want to go out for that run, if you don't run, just go out and walk. Just do. Just walk a little bit further than you would have gone out for your run just yeah. to get that time on your feet i found was a definitely a big uh helping uh hand and finding some friends yeah getting some friends to run with you and, and just that camaraderie of it all with just running with your friends and that that really helped a lot i found and running with people that are a lot stronger runners than you like mm -hmm. all my friends that are a lot stronger runners than i am um Chris, he played hockey and stuff like that. And uh, Tom, he was a bit of a footy footy player. So they always had that, just that edge on me. And uh, and Stuart, he was a really good runner too. He's a strong runner as well. So we'd uh, started up a little running club, or Tom did, uh, the Stubborn Mules, we called oh, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and cool. he, he made up some shirts and everything like that. So we uh, just... Yeah, go meet down on the weekends and go for a long run, whether it's around the um, around the uh, river, out the front of the city or Herdies, just doing laps around Herdies. And that was a big thing was just getting so familiar with Herdies. We'd been down there that many times. It was like, yeah, you could almost not run it with your eyes closed, but it was just so familiar and just going, oh, yeah, all right, this bit here, oh, look out. Okay, oh, we're here. And it was always good to get to that trail section. Yeah. Just running back in those trails again. <laughs> yeah. I've actually signed up for Herdies. I'm going to be there next year too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it, um, I found Herdies as well, being starting at four o'clock in the afternoon, you get that first night done. Yeah. And you get, so you get that first night out so then you can run through the day. And I found it a lot easier to get to your well. I've only done it twice now, but uh, I found it easier to get to my 24 hours by just having running through that night, that first night straight away. Yeah. And if you stick to that um, Jess Smith rule, once you hit that second night, it's only like 26 hours in or something, you don't drop yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So I'm banking on that to get me to my definitely my 36 if I don't get at birdies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to get it at Herdy's next year. I've already <laughs> so, I've signed up as well for Herdy's yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, here's one thing about me. I I had spinal fusion uh, back in 2017, which oh. I thought I would never be able to run or anything like that. Just the impact, but uh, it, 
hasn't stopped me or I haven't noticed anything different from it. I just, that was something that I thought, oh, maybe I can't do this running just from like having spinal fusion. So if anybody's out there that thinks that just from things like that, uh, surgeries and stuff like that, that don't ever let it put you off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so what, what's, what is a spinal fusion? I don't, don't really know what that oh, is. So, um, I, I was a brickie like, uh, for about 13 years and my back had blown out. So, uh, the discs, uh, pop out from, uh, your bulging discs, I suppose they're called. Yeah. So, uh, my bulging disc used to pop out and, uh, hit my sciatic nerves. So I used to have pain always running down my legs and stuff like that. So yeah. they uh, finally uh, said, oh, look, I didn't sleep very well and it was made my life horrible. But um, they said, well, you can try spinal fusion. And I'd heard so many bad stories about them that scared me and uh, I finally bit the bullet and uh, did it and uh, it was the best thing I ever did. And they basically uh, pull out your, uh, your disc and uh, put a cage in there and they um, – yeah, put a cage around the two uh, discs. I think it was L5 to – or L4 to L5, I think it was. And, yeah, they just pull your disc out and then they fuse it together right. with a cage. Mm. And were you, like, um, bedridden for a long time after that or, like, how long were you out of action for, like, of just walking and stuff? Um, oh, about – I think it was about six weeks. So yeah. I spent six weeks at home just pottering around, just getting looked after. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, well, I was walk. I was literally walking around, like, as soon as I walked out of the, uh, like, they wheelchaired me out. And then I was, yeah, pretty much walking straight away, but you just couldn't do any sudden uh, movements, like uh, really thud your foot down and stuff like that. And, yeah. And they reckon it took up to 12 months to be fully, like, uh, ready to go again sort of thing. Yeah, gee. So it must, you must have been, like, in excruciating pain to have gone through that surgery. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially that I'm petrified of needles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing was getting the needle to put me to sleep, I think. Wow. That was my biggest fear, like, knowing that, once it was all over, I was going to be feeling good again and being able to sleep. Like a, during the night, if you wanted to roll over, you'd wake up to roll over each yeah. time. Yeah. The um, And did you have to, like, change careers and stuff like that? I mean, if you were a brickie, like... Yeah, I, I had I'd changed uh, careers already. Like uh, I'd given up bricklaying and got into the civil... Uh, civil industry, so driving machine, heavy machinery and stuff like that. So I started driving water carts and rollers and stuff like that. And now I'm in a uh, loader at the moment. It's not that much fun, to be honest. <laughs> it's a yeah. bit uh, bouncy on the old back, but yeah, um, it's definitely helped. Yeah. yeah, just getting out from being in the sun all day as well. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so is this... um. So is that like a load? Is that like a bobcat or something like that? Is it? Yeah, or? almost like a bobcat, but a heaps bigger version of one. Oh yeah, cool. Heaps bigger. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, and uh, yeah, I just basically build uh, all new subdivisions and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah get getting ready for the next housing to go through, and yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> um. So have you read? Um. Did you see that Goggins has a new book out? Have you read that one or listened to it yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I've listened to that one too. I yeah. most probably listened to Can't Hurt Me about 10 times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his uh, new one, Never Finished. Uh, I didn't find that as a, as in, as inspiring as the uh, first book. But another really good book, that uh, audio book, was Endure by his friend Cameron Haynes. Oh, yeah. And that was a, that was a good one. Uh, that sort of taught me that... Um, you don't have to be um, a what's the words? Uh, um, he was. He's more about. Uh, he was never gifted. He he worked for it. So a big thing is don't let people outwork you. So that's a big thing of me. I've been trying to set myself is don't let people outwork you. Outwork them. So I try to say right. 
the more I run, the more chances I've got of beating other for getting further and further. So I've been putting that into uh, practice a lot. It's just don't outwork everybody else. Try to anyway. <laughs> and, and do you put that mindset into other areas of your life as well, not just running but other stuff like, I don't know, work or anything else? <laughs> To be honest, no, not really. <laughs> My life's literally now just turned into everything I do now is all about running. I've, yeah. I've got my motorbike that's been sitting there for oh, about six months now, and I think I've taken it out once. Yeah. I, I prefer to just go out running instead of going out for a ride, which is really weird to the system. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you used to ride a lot, did you, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to ride a fair bit. I've ridden across Australia with the old man and stuff oh, like that and took our bikes over to Tassie and oh, did laps cool. around Tassie and stuff like that. Spent six weeks on the road, did 12,000 Ks. Oh, awesome. Mm. Okay, cool. How long ago was that? Uh, back in 2010, yeah. so a fair, fair few years ago. But yeah. And it's quite funny. Uh, every year I go for a ride with my dad and uh, my mates uh, on the 17th of March for a friend of ours that passed away and oh. uh this is the first well one of the first years i've said uh no i'm, I'm going running guys <laughs> <laughs> so they're all a bit blown away they still think i'm crazy they're going what are you running away from brad i'm going yeah. i'm not running away from anything i'm running to i'm running to the glory of it all yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you noticed a change in you just like physically like have you like lost weight or anything since you've started running oh definitely yeah and uh, i've lo i've almost lost my habit of drinking cool drink <laughs> oh. so i would i would drink a lot of cool drink like nearly two liters a day at one what, stage what what's cooled i don't even know what cool drink oh is. like uh like a bottle of lemonade or, oh, right. uh, like yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah your cokes and stuff like that yeah. i drink two liters of that a night yeah. or a day Jeez. And uh, I've got a real big belly on me and stuff like that, and uh, I've slowly cut that out. Yeah. I maybe drink a liter in a week or something like that now, yeah, wow. and uh, definitely, yeah, lost my weight. All my friends and family are saying I've uh, look a lot healthier. Mum's really happy with me, yeah, <laughs> and proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all, you must be proud of yourself too. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's been a big change in my life. Like uh, just now. All I think about is running and how I'm going to get uh, better my next backyard and how I'm going to get to that next uh, 37. That's yeah. my. That's all my focus is on it right now is just yeah. getting to that uh, elusive 150-mile club yeah. and then it'll be the 200. But after watching Big Kev struggling trying to get that elusive 48 hours, I know it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, they say that ultra runners and runners in general have, like, um, what's it called, an addictive personality, and it definitely sounds like you're addicted to running. Is it, like, is that something that you've always had in your life? You've always been obsessed with things, or is this is the first time you've ever been obsessed with something? Oh, no, I, I get, um, I've got a bit of addictive personality. I was uh, uh, collecting uh, indoor plants, rare indoor plants and stuff oh. like that for a while. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and um, I, I did try boxing there for a while. I got uh, addicted to that back in, uh, I think, 2014, 15. Oh, yeah. I tried that. That was my first sort of introduction to any sort of uh, sporting sort of thing. Yeah. And I remember a guy uh, called Josh, He um, my first time I went down to the gym and we got sent to the baptism of fire running hill sprints yeah. and um i was dying and i was i remember running up this hill and he come cruising past me and smiled at me and went man you're doing amazing keep it up and i still really remember that and i just went and just those words just inspired me to keep going and uh, i just still remember that just thinking to myself yeah okay so when i see runners out there it's just yeah, you want to give them those kudos and tell them how good they're doing. And come on, man, you got one more lap in you. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and it helps so much. Yeah, 
Before I was a runner, I didn't think anything when I saw some when I w- would drive past someone running. But now I'd go past someone who's running. I I, I wonder what race they're training for and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to think they were crazy. I remember driving past people going, "Look at these crazy fools running down. Why would they do that to themselves?" And but now I find myself. I wonder if I'll see them at the next race or (laughs) I wonder what they're training for. (laughs) It's like if I used to see someone running in like on a hot day, I used to think that they were just showing off. (laughs) Now it's like, now I know it's like, I love running in on hot days because it's like heat adaptation and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's good. Yeah, we had a couple of really warm days uh, running around Hurdies on our, a couple of our uh, Sunday runs and I was just thinking, oh, this is going to be perfect because if we get some hot weather there uh, yeah. when we race Hurdies, at least we know what we're in for, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's have a look and see if there's any more updates on uh, Dead Cow Gully. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. They're out on loop 39. So that they've probably just started loop 40 now, I reckon. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, that, I was, surely they'll get through uh, the night then, I reckon. Well, they both look – we know Ryan Crawford can do at least 75 hours. Yeah, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, it's going to be good. Looking forward yeah. to that. I'm going to stay up I'll late. be interested. I'll be interested to watch the uh, Masters when uh, we've got uh, Ryan and Phil together and Rob and, and uh, even uh, Harvey Lewis as well. That'll be good to see um, help push the boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. I, I see. I cannot wait till that is going to be the race of my life. I, it's oh, I'm be- so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, hey, Brad, thanks a lot for coming on. And- no worries at all. And congratulations on your 25 hours at Hurdies. Um, congratulations on becoming a runner as well, I guess, because I reckon it's really inspirational what you've done. Like gone from not, not being a runner at all, just watching TV all day, to doing 25 hours at Hurdies, aiming for 37 and beyond. I think that's awesome. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it feels really good to be able to find something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I yeah. can't see this passion dropping anytime soon. All I can see is me chasing down Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. And you've given some really good tips as well. So if anyone listens to this and who wants to go from 10 to 25 or beyond that, even beyond that, I reckon you've, you've given some good tips as well. So thanks. Awesome. Excellent. I hope I can help uh, the people out there and uh, hopefully they know that they've still got one more lap in them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All the best and um, I'll see you at uh, Birdie's. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'll see you at Birdie's. Looking forward to doing a couple of laps with you, mate. Yeah, yeah, me too. Thanks, Brad. Cheers, mate. Bye. See ya. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.